0: This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. We begin by bearing witness that none has the right to be worshipped or unconditionally obeyed except for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, and we bear witness that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is his final messenger. We ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon him, the prophets and messengers that came before him, his family and companions that served alongside him, and those that follow in his blessed path until the day of judgment, and we ask Allah to make us amongst them. allah Amin. Dear brothers and sisters, I hope you can appreciate how difficult it would be to come up with a khutbah today that is beneficial, that speaks to how people are feeling, but also fulfills the purposes of being a reminder. And I was thinking deeply about where we started four years ago. And I was trying to think about, you know, what what the khutbahs were about then and how we were discussing the entrance of a new president and a new way of thinking and a new demeanor in this country. And I wanted to sort of pick up on that note, which is for us to reflect on our own character, on our own character, because that's the purpose of a Jum'ah Khutbah is for us to also think about our own character and how we have changed or how we may have changed or how we may have knowingly or unknowingly ingested some of the ways that have become normal around us in the ways that we speak, in the ways that we act, and in our collective character. And subhanAllah, you know, that's something that whether you look through the books of history or the books of tazkiyah, the books of spirituality, you find that there is a connection between the way that a person at the top behaves and how that translates into the collective character of a people the collective environment and righteousness, or lack of righteousness, right? So you find the saying of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz that when Umar ibn Abdul Aziz was in charge, when he became the Khalifa, that the wolves would not attack the sheep, because he established such a character of justice, that even wolves would not attack sheep. And we know that when him returns, when Isa returns, the Prophet told us that even the animals, Right? A child would play with a python and not have to worry. That justice would be established even across the animals. Now before I go any step further, I am not suggesting Joe Biden is Umar ibn Abdul Aziz or Jesus. Let's be very, very clear for a moment inshallah ta'ala. I'm talking about the concept that existed then. The reality is that to much of the world, it doesn't matter who the American president is because the way they know America is through bombs and violence and drones. No matter whether it's a Democrat or a Republican. So we will have our own issues to deal with if he indeed becomes president. And it's not, We have to think deeply and we have to challenge and deal with evolving circumstances as they come. However, one thing is for sure, that the unique foulness and vulgarity of the last four years has led to a collective social decay. The way that people talk to each other, you can barely use social media and you can see the way that people have become in the way that they talk to each other and that's not all the fault of one man. But when you have to hide your children away from political debates because you don't want them to see the foulness and the vulgarity and just the nature of the way things have become, the, the, the descent of basic common dignity, that's something. Now I want to start from a higher level of this though. You know, there are things that we learn from the Qur'an and the Sunnah about the nature of fitna as a whole, the nature of confusion and chaos as a whole that are just so telling and they are timeless. And some of those things is that behind every fitna, even when there are noble slogans, there are lowly agendas. When fitna arises in society, when chaos and confusion arises in society, there are lowly agendas that spark fitna, and sometimes under noble banners, people get taken on a ride. That is true from the very start of man. SubhanAllah, I was, I was, I was talking to an uncle in, uh, in Jordan a few years ago. This isn't to put Jordan on the spot, by the way. This is just the nature of conversation. And we were talking about the original story of Adam السلام, and Iblis. And he said, why does Iblis hate me so much? What did I do to him? So subhanAllah, I mean, what made Iblis say that I'm going to take all of you on a ride, your entire descendants, I'm going to ruin all of them and spoil all of them? Why? Because he felt like his degree in Jannah was taken away. He felt like his position, and again, please don't read modern day politics into my stories here, alright? I'm talking about character here, alright? But his degree, his favor was taken away and it was like, you know what? for I'm going to destroy all of them. He could care less about everybody. Everybody, all of the children of Adam I'll lead them all astray, they can all go to hell. That's the way he's, he's, he's going to approach us. I'm going to lead them all to hellfire with me. That is what you'd call narcissism. At an added level, we call narcissism nafs. Ego gone violent. And subhanAllah, throughout history you find wars that have been waged. Wars! People killing each other in the millions, the thousands, the hundreds of thousands, the millions over what? Over egos. And then the egos inspire some sort of politics of their time and then it just becomes chaos and people start to get at each other's throats. And you have people that get caught up in the confusion and in the chaos and they don't realize what's happening. And it all comes down to what? the fitna of people that do not care about anything but themselves because a narcissist is subject to his nafs says, you know what, forget about everybody that's what corporate greed is, that's what dictatorship is that's how every firaun has lived, that's how every tyrant has lived and by the way, I want us to reflect on ourselves on ourselves, each and every single one of us when you see signs of hypocrisy when you see evil becoming prevalent You should not start to assign other people to that evil Your first place to look has to be in your own heart In your own life and in the way that you act And in the way that you go about your own business And that's what I want to talk about وَإِذَا خَاصَ Fajr. You know subhanAllah, I was just thinking about these signs of a hypocrite Where the Prophet said That when he speaks he lies When he makes a promise, he breaks his promise. When he's entrusted with something, then he breaks that trust. So he divulges secrets or is you know is not one who can be trusted. But that last one is very interesting because it's the most abstract. What When they get into an argument or when they get angry, they go overboard. They blow things up beyond what they need to be blowing up. They go too far. In the midst of an argument, and subhanAllah, you know, khusuma, for us to argue is just as natural as the other three parts of our lives which are we're gonna make promises, inshaAllah we won't break them We will speak either truth or lying, but we will speak and people will take us at our word sometimes And we pray that Allah allows us to be truthful in our words and in our actions We will be entrusted no matter who we are, right? So it's natural, we're gonna have arguments, but the hypocrite goes too far Fajr, burns things down, breaks things up Does, you know, go, becomes too vulgar, becomes too foul Does not consider the proportionality of that argument And subhanAllah, what does Allah tell us in Surah Al-Hujurat? Two parties fight, sit them together, try to reconcile You know the most, we are so in need of these people of Islah There's a reason why they are shaded by the throne on the Day of Judgment and they have such a privilege with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the people that will be on pulpits because the people that sit two people together and say let's stop this, let's work together let's, let's stop hurting people, let's stop, let's stop the collateral damage very few people can do that no one wants, it's a very unpopular and uncomfortable position to be in on the, in the middle of a table with two people that want to either virtually or physically uh, choke each other out but you do that because you want to save them from themselves and you want to save the whole community from from eating you know, too much of pain, right? And the and the collateral damage, emotional, physical, social, collateral damage that happens to communities. And subhanallah, what does Allah say? al <laughs> You know if one of them is not willing to sit, all of you gather against that person. All of you stop that. Everyone put that person in their place, put that group in their place because the collective of the community is too important. For for society is too important for everyone to go down a route because of one fajr or because of one group of fujur. Again, do not, I'm not talking Republicans and Democrats. I'm talking you and I. I'm talking us in our own personal lives, in our family lives, in our community lives. How many times is the collateral of an argument, the emotional and social and spiritual well-being of a bunch of people that don't need to be subjected to that? Take ourselves to task. The believer, Ma'amin illa munafiq, As we know from Ibn mas'ud Ta'ala anhu, no one, no one feels safe from hypocrisy except for a hypocrite. Go back and look. And subhanallah one of the things that the scholars mentioned by the way idha fajr there's the obvious laysal mu'min bi ta'an the believer is not ta'an la'an fahish the believer is not abusive is not harmful the believer does not curse the believer does not become vulgar the believer does not mock or taunt or become abusive these are not the characteristics of a believer Hayat is the khuluq of islam modesty is the khuluq of islam it's the character of islam it's our collective character doesn't matter how everybody else speaks, we never become vulgar, we never become abusive, we never become, start to taunt and use mockery, even if it becomes the societal de- decorum. We don't become that way. So there's the obvious there, the raising of the voices unnecessarily. The the way that we would start to bring people's families into it, and we'd start to curse and yell. SubhanAllah, how many masjid arguments damage children, that already are having a hard time holding on to their deen and they see the silliness of personal egos that start to go at each other and think, no, mu'mineen believers, we do not engage in fujur. And of course social media is also fajra. <laughs> it's much easier there because it's easier to type out abusive language than to actually say it to someone's face. But it has the same impact, has the same effect. We don't become those people, right? But there's another thing that subhanAllah the ulama mentioned, which honestly, I think is, is the hardest one to apply. And again, a believer a believer, sees the signs of hypocrisy and is worried. Because if Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu feared hypocrisy, who am I to not fear hypocrisy? If, the, if that person of taqwa, of piety feared it so much, who am I not to fear it? And to take into consideration when the Prophet sallallahu gives us signs. How truthful are you when you speak? Do you break promises? Do you divulge people's secrets? Are you not one who can be trusted? And that last one, وَإِذَا Hasan wa Fajr, You know what the ulama say? They say the majority of this, the majority of this, is when you have a haqq, you have a right to respond. Meaning someone actually has done something to you in that argument and the best thing to do, the best thing to do is to act the way the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi would act in these things, right? To be the bigger person, to take the moral high ground, to have the bigger heart, to have to say may allah forgive you to squash it that's the best thing to do the second thing which is allowable is to respond in like manner right to respond in like manner whether it's in the midst of argument or it's in the midst of a dispute or things of that sort that is allowed that's adil in society that's setting a foundation of justice in society and in our interpersonal dealings but the third one they say that the hypocrite Uses istiqlal, he takes advantage of the opportunity Where he now knows he has the right to respond and he goes way overboard in the response So it just becomes way out of proportion Fajr, explosion Let's ask ourselves Arguments, disputes are a part of our lives Family disputes, friends disputes I don't know what you'd call social media disputes It's all part of who we are in our new way of living Political disputes, you know what? We're not going to takfir anyone over their politics As crazy as their politics may be All right, all of these disputes WhatsApp groups, things of that sort It's a part of our lives to argue and to get into disputes And obviously we should try to minimize it as much as possible But am I someone that, that always just escalates it way too much? and goes way too far and becomes foul and vulgar that's not how a believer is it's not the way our Prophet SallAllahu taught us to be and a narcissist is subject to his nafs burns it all down I don't care who's gonna be abused and damaged by witnessing this the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi taught us what? the complete opposite you know what? I'll let my nafs take a little bit of a hit for the sake of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. let my ego get a little bruised and I'll move on. Swallow it. Let, the, let my nafs take a hit because nafs is a barrier between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one else should suffer, no one else should witness this, whatever. Because we all need to work on our nufus, ourselves. And so yes, we have collective moral decay and collective character decay that we need to work on. We ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala to allow that to start in our own selves, in our own homes, in our own chambers, in our own communities, in our own societies. And yes, establish a foundation of justice and accountability and these things that have to be present in society, but never become subjected to narcissism and evil lowliness in the name of upholding noble truths. Allah does not need that type of behavior from us and Allah certainly does not accept that type of behavior from us, no matter what it is. May Allah protect us from the evil of ourselves and the evil of all that is around us, the evil externally and the evil internally. May Allah purify us and purify through us, guide us and guide through us. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala allow us to be sources of good wherever we may be. And let our hearts be the first to absorb that good. May Allah guide us and guide through us, rectify us and rectify through us. Allahumma amin واستغفر الله لي ولكم ورساء المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب دعوات اللهم اغفر لنا ورحمنا واعفو عنا ولا تعذبنا ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعفو عنا اللهم اغفر لوالدينا رب ارحمهما كما ربونا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين وجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم انصر اخواننا المستضعفين في مشارق الارض ومغاربها اللهم انصر المستضعفين في مشارق الارض ومغاربها. اللهم اصلح احوال اخواننا المنكوبين في كل مكان لا اله الا انت سبحانك اننا كنا من الظالمين لا اله الا انت سبحانك إن كنا من الظالمين لا اله الا انت سبحانك إن كنا من الظالمين عباد الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينها عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعماء يزد لكم ولاذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاه